0: Welcome everyone to the Hottest of Podcast. I'm Sean. I've got Enrique and John with me. This is a trade deadline special for the trade deadline. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have multiple shorter episodes with big guests coming on. Um, first off, we're going to start with Yankees beat reporter for nj.com and the Star Ledger, Brandon Cuddy. He's joining the show. Really excited to have him on and, and talk Yankees and and the possibility of what the Yankees could look like after the trade deadline. Who the Yankees are looking at, what the Yankees are, are thinking about doing. Um it's going to be a great show. Hope you all enjoy it. We'll be right back. <laughs>
1: it is high it is far it is gone
2: all right
0: well now i'd like to welcome on brendan cuddy uh he's a yankees beat reporter for nj.com and at the star ledger brendan how you doing i'm doing well guys thank you for having me on this morning uh thank you so much i really appreciate it um I know the rest of us appreciate it as well. I know busy time, especially trade deadline, all that stuff going on, but uh, I guess we'll just get right into it. Um, Kind of a, a, a simple question to, to start it off for me. Um, You know, Yankees have been uh, on fire, you know, this season, in the beginning of the season, starting off at, at an incredible rate, sort of slowing down as of late and, and uh, you know, coming back to human form, I like to say, but what have you thought of uh, the Yankee season so far?
2: I mean, it's a hell of a start, right? Everything was clicking, the offense, especially the starting rotation. The bullpen was healthy at some point. Everything was going right. And for quite some time, we were looking at potential 1998 levels of Yankees win totals. You know, we were looking at maybe one of the, Greatest starts of all time. Uh, granted, that's slowed down a lot. There have been injuries. There's been inconsistency. There's been what uh, people in this game would call regression, which annoys me. Just I don't know. I hate all the uh, technical terms. Um, but yeah, yeah, uh, they they're not superhuman, like you said. And you know now they're seeing that. They knew that uh, a lull was coming, and everyone knew what lull was coming, but. They've really taken a dip with, you know, John Carlos Stanton being out, Luis Severino getting hurt, Michael King getting hurt. That's a huge loss. You know, th- this was going to happen.
1: What are your thoughts on the return for the Benintendi trade from what you know of the Yankees farm system with Chandler Champlain, right. Beckway, and T.J. Sicama? I mean, like, do you know, do you know an awful lot yeah, about no, yeah, those guys? Right sure.
2: Honestly, I think it's a great trade for the Yankees.
1: Uh, yeah, they're, they're
2: they're good young arms, but the Yankees manufacture good young arms. Like, this is what the Yankees do. Uh, they, they have a ton of guys uh, in their lower levels who throw hard and show promise. And, you know, they're good players. Uh, and they'll probably end up good players. But the Yankees have to worry about right now. They have to worry about winning a World Series right now while that window is open. And I think it's a good deal on the Yankees' end if Andrew Benintendi continues to be the high contact, high on base percentage, uh, you know, DJ LeMayhew from the left side type guy. Uh, I think it's, I think it's a great deal for the Yankees. I understand that, uh, John, I know that, you know, some of these guys and you've watched a lot of these guys, but you know, you you can't give everybody.
3: Brandon, uh, first of all, thank you for joining us. Um, speaking of the Yankees worries and both in the near and long-term future, um, what effect does a looming mega contract extension for Aaron Judge have on the potential Juan Soto, maybe even, let's get crazy, a Shohei Otani trade at the deadline?
2: What do you think? Nothing. No, nothing at all. I think you got to get those guys and then figure that other part out later. Um, yeah, sure. Juan Soto, I don't think the Yankees are going to trade for Shohei Yotani if they can't get Juan Soto. Um, I, I think that you know, having a Juan Soto would be a good hedge against Aaron Judge leaving potentially. That's that's a real possibility, Yankees fans. You guys got to, um, not you guys, but Yankees fans in general have to come to uh, terms with that. They got to understand that this is really something that might happen. And adding a Juan Soto replace, would replace that star power would uh, do go far at, into uh, fortifying that offense. That said, no, I, I don't think that Aaron Judge's contract situation factors into it because you want to look at the here and now and you'd want to pair an Aaron Judge and a Juan Soto. You'd want to pair a Shohei Ohtani and an Aaron Judge and figure it out in the offseason, you know? Uh, I don't think that the Yankees would see it as, well, we have Juan Soto, we don't need to sign Aaron Judge because you don't know what you're going to do with Juan Soto after a year, two years. So you got to take care of what you need to take care of in the moment And I don't think that uh, Aaron Judge's contract situation is any kind of impediment for the Yankees when it comes to one. So I think it's more the Yankees looking at their team saying that it's not a outfield bat uh, piece that is missing from a potential championship here. The Yankees could win a World Series with the offense they have, despite the struggles they've had lately. Uh, When John Carlos Stanton comes back, that'll be huge. Uh, But I think they look at, the uh, the relief unit as needing help I think they look at the starting pitching as you know they could use an upper level guy I, I don't think they see it as Juan Soto cures all their problems
0: with the Juan Soto deal still you know looming wherever he's gonna go who knows um, the Yankees have always said no to any sort of trade that involved Volpe and Volpe's always been the no like absolutely not we will not trade him but I've seen real reports, fake reports uh, with Volpe's name on it. So I wanted to ask you, someone who actually is in the know, with someone like Juan Soto, a generational talent, could you see the Yankees just okaying this because it's someone like Soto and in, in trading Volpe amongst so many others?
2: Absolutely. But like you said, amongst so many others is the key part of that sentence. How many others? Who are the others? Are the Nationals tying a a fat, dumb Corbin or Strasburg contract to Soto? Um, Do the Yankees have a different, like not every team gets the same price. Is there a higher price tag for the Yankees because of the Yankees? Uh, I think that alone, Volpe for Soto, obviously, Um, but Volpe for X prospect, X prospect, X prospect, X prospect. Then you start talking crazy, uh, but you got to get a little crazy to trade for a Juan Soto. So um, no, I don't. I don't think Juan. I don't think Volpe by himself uh, would skirt that deal. I don't even know if that's a word. Would stop that deal. But I do think that when you start piling prospects on top of it, and you start looking at 2023, 2024. Yeah, yeah. that that, that would be an issue.
1: I'm going to kind of piggyback off of uh, Sean's question and your answer there. Um, I enjoyed reading your article on NJ.com about how unrealistic the Soto trade looks via the trade value site. Um, That, that article was a lot of fun to read. Have you figured out a package, even if it's multi-team, that makes sense for everyone?
2: Um, First that, that article I wrote, I, that was just something quick. something to jump on the the conversation um, what you're referencing, John was, I went to the, MLB trade values website, whatever it is, uh, and plugged in some names just to see uh, how much Juan Soto would uh, cost the Yankees. And it was just like, like, it broke the system. Like it was just, you, you couldn't find a fair deal unless you threw in contracts uh, for Strasburg or for uh, Corbin, which I didn't do. I didn't do that. I just slapped, slapped it together real quick. That being said, honestly, I haven't really looked too deeply into what the cost what a fair trade would be for juan soto right because we don't know what the what a fair trade is it's uh it's juan soto he's a 23 year old mickey mantle they want to say and you, in, in the market kind of dictates it right it's not it's not like you're playing madden and, and you just got to fill up a green bar and the team says you know all right cool we'll do this trade it's it's about well how much are you willing to go over what we're asking uh, for because we got the Padres over here we got the Texas Rangers over here it's a little bit like the housing market right uh, it's it's just uh, going out of control and you're you're paying top dollar for things you wouldn't typically pay top dollar for uh, Juan Soto you want to pay top dollar for but you don't know what everybody else is willing to pay so uh, I, I it's hard for me to come up with that kind of uh, package so I, I haven't even tried I'll leave that to Brian Cashman
3: let's let's talk about an outfielder that's just as good as Juan Soto and every Yankee fan loves, man. How about Joey Gallo? Where where do you think he's going to get traded, this trade deadline? And, you know, what do you think is the best fit for him, being that, you know, obviously it didn't work out here in New York?
2: So I I discussed this this morning. I wrote this this morning Uh, in talking to some people I know uh, around the league who have an idea of what the Yankees are trying to do with Joey Gallo, they're looking at smaller markets. They're looking at places like Tampa Bay. They're looking at places like Texas, San Diego, where you know the, the, the heat from the sun is a big deal, but the heat from the media and from the fans is, is significantly cooler. And uh, I think that that makes a lot of sense. I, I don't think that Joey Gallo is soft. I don't think Joey Gallo is crumbling under the pressure of New York City. I think there's something wrong with his swing, and I think he's just not adjusting here. And I think that uh, things come to an end, right? Uh, Things run its course. You know, you, you, you have a great relationship with whoever you're dating, and then all of a sudden you realize, ah, maybe this isn't as great as I thought it was. And just for the Yankees and Joey Gallo, they've kind of lived out that part of the uh, relationship longer than, than most would. Uh, I think that the Yankees aren't going to look to trade him immediately because they are looking to trade him, right? They're not looking just to dump him. They, they want to get something actually back for him or not have to pay his salary or both. And, and they're not in, under any kind of um, pressure to do it immediately. So uh, August 2nd comes around, Tuesday comes around. That's when they'll, they'll look to do it. But uh, he, he might stick around all weekend. And, and, and be here until the last second and so the Yankees can extract the most value
0: possible for him Seeing him yesterday was uh, with, with next to Ben Intendi, it almost felt a little awkward seeing like, you know, that situation you know, it, it's pretty obvious that that's the replacement for Gallo and he's kind of just right now sitting there waiting, um, but I know my colleague is going to ask this uh, eventually about starting pitching, I know the Yankees definitely are, we should be looking for, for starting pitching, but I'll ask this. I know the Yankees are looking at starting pitching, but do you see the Yankees looking after, looking toward uh, relievers or anybody, anybody else out there that the Yankees could be taking a glance at?
2: Yeah, I mean, they have to look at relief help. Uh, if you look at the back end of the bullpen right now, it's Clay Holmes and who? Ron Marinaccio for sure. Right. But he's, he's a rookie and you don't know that you can totally trust that right now. Wandy Peralta has been good, but not good in big spots. It feels like it's anecdotal. I'm not going up actual numbers right now. Wandy, don't kill me. Um, you know, uh, Jonathan LaWiseka is still working his way back. Chapman is still getting his confidence back. So getting used to you know, pitching consistently. I think the Yankees absolutely have to go for um, relief help and, the late inning really fell. This is the year the Yankees are going to trade a lot of their prospects, I feel. Uh, this is the year that they're going to make some splashes. They already made one with Andrew Benintendi, and um, that, that's going to keep up. Uh, they've already added that outfield bat. I, I thought it was really important for them to try to <clears throat> add someone to eventually push Gallo out, and um, that, that's already happened. So now they can turn their attention strictly to pitching. I, I don't see them trying to upgrade a shortstop. Uh, I don't see them trying. I know. Jo- I know Josh Donaldson hasn't hit well lately, but uh, in, in talking to people around the Yankees, they think he's healthy. They think he's he's good to go. He's just hasn't been consistent. And that's why you keep seeing him getting it fast. That's why you keep seeing him higher up in the lineup. I, I think he's just working through whatever he's working through. Um, so yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I, in terms of names, guys, I, I, don't, I don't have exact names for you right now, um, but. Yeah, they'll be definitely targeting those kinds of things. I do wonder if they're, they can pull off some kind of Clay Holmes situation like they have in previous years, a trade for a guy no one's ever heard of in the New York area, and all of a sudden he becomes a beast for you. But I think teams are also onto that. I think they've looked at, they've probably done case studies on you know why Wandy Peralta was traded for Mike Tauchman and why that trade looks crazy, uh, why Clay Holmes was traded and now that trade looks crazy. So I, I think the, I think teams are catching up on what the Yankees were figuring out and um, you know, they'll be a little cautious uh, on the, on that front.
1: I'm going to ask you a non-baseball question. Uh, since you're from New Jersey, is it Taylor ham or pork roll and why?
2: It's Taylor ham. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the best product of pork roll. And also I don't, I don't really believe that a lot of South Jersey is Jersey. Sorry. South Jersey. You, know, you can fight me over it. Uh you belong to Philadelphia. Uh we'll we'll take North Jersey and we'll take the shore area. That's Jersey. Uh Central Jersey, which doesn't exist. And South Jersey, you guys can be part of Delaware. I, I don't associate with you guys.
1: Okay. All right. Um we're 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 not here to divide people, but all right. We uh I appreciate the answer.
2: Fight me. Man,
3: how do I follow that, that one up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> um Brendan, last one for me, man. Um, like my colleague uh, Sean said, I, I wanted to ask you, what pitcher, if you were a betting man, do you expect the Yankees to acquire at the deadline, Luis Castillo or Frankie Montas? I'm putting you on the spot here. I'm sorry.
2: No, it's fine. Yeah, uh, it, it, if 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 it's only picking between those two, um, also understanding that I don't think anything is getting done until Tuesday, uh, I'm on the fronts for either one of those guys because. Both teams want to a make sure the Juan Soto sweepstakes is over, because they want to be able to they want full attention from teams uh, when it comes to trading for one of those guys. Uh, If I had to bet, I I bet it's Montas. I think the Reds right now are um, are really looking for the most optimal bash your head in deal for Luis Castillo, and I think that they're going to be pretty tight until the end. Uh, I think uh, Brian Cashman has a pretty longstanding relationship with Billy Bean, a comfortability uh, with working with the uh, A's general manager, or president of operations. I'm not even sure what his, what his uh, uh, title is right now. He Brad Pitt played him in a movie, like what a life. Uh, so I think, I think Montas is more realistic and, and more likely, but I mean, he's also a great pitcher, man. He's really good. And uh, Yankees fans would be, would be uh, damn happy to have either one and then have Luis Severino come back healthy. And then the continued development of Nestor Cortez as a starting pitcher, you know, adding one of those two guys, you can't lose my, my bet would be Montas.
0: Well, thank you, Brendan, for, uh, for coming on. I, I really appreciate it. I know you're busy, man, busy times, Um, but thank you again so much.
2: Hey, no problem. Sean, John, Enrique, I had a great time. You guys know what you're talking about. Really appreciated the questions. Good stuff. Thank you for having me on. Thank you, Brendan. Thank you for making the time.
1: Thanks, Brendan. Appreciate it. Uh,
0: hopefully we'll, we'll see what the Yankees do and, uh, you know, have some excitement as we chase toward, you know, 28. No doubt. Well, Thank you, Brendan, again. Uh, well, that's going to be a wrap from our trade deadline special part one. We will have more guests in the coming days to talk Yankees trade deadline and Potential moves that the Yankees will try to acquire in order for the Yankees to bring back a world championship to the Bronx for the first time since 2009. From me, Enrique, John, and special guest Brendan, we'll catch you next time. Go Yanks!